What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You are listening to the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast, where we use our expertise in the world of sports, as well as medicine, to bring you the most up-to-date injury news and analysis. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast, where we are going to combine our medical expertise to bring you the most up-to-date injury news and analysis. I am Brandon Bowers, one of your hosts, and alongside me, as always, is Dr. Physical Therapy, Drew Ingalls. Drew, how are you doing this evening? Doing great. Glad baseball's back. Hey, it's nice that baseball's back. I got the, the Tigers uh, playing the Indians right now on, on my screen here in my living room. Uh, my Indians are up 4-1 to one on your Tigers, so I'm a happy camper right now. No need to rub it in. It's early. <laughs> It is very, very early, and it's a long year, and uh, injuries and the health of players definitely plays into uh, the effectiveness of teams over the course of a 162-game baseball season. So with that, we're going to jump right in here. Uh, contrary to how we did our previous three episodes, going division by division, we just have a list of players here uh, with injuries that we're just going to go run through in, in no, no order in particular, so... We're going to start right off here with Johnny Cueto dealing with an ankle sprain here for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, it was a left ankle sprain that occurred during a weekend workout this past weekend. Uh, the, the team had initially pushed his starts back um, in an effort to try and rehab him and get him ready, but uh, they did opt to place him on the DL. Uh, Andrew Suarez is now taking Cueto's place in the rotation. Uh, we would presume that this is more than likely a lateral ankle sprain and the overstretch of those ligaments on the outside of the ankle and expecting about a two to four week return to play time. So um, just a bummer out there for the Giants here to start the year, Drew, as uh, Bumgarner has gone down and now Cueto has also hit the disabled list. He's also on my fantasy team. And let me just tell you, he's looking good the first two starts. So as uh, San Francisco's missing him, I am as, as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's definitely a tough loss. And he, he like you said, Drew, has had a, a good first couple of starts. So uh, wishing all the well to Johnny Cueto, hopefully a, a smooth and speedy recovery so he can come back and contribute out in San Francisco. Uh, moving right along, we're going to take a quick look here at Charlie Brack- Blackman, Drew, uh, dealing with a bit of a quad injury. Well, he was uh, he was dealing with some back tightness last week, and now he's got some emerging quad tightness. So. I don't know if there's any correlation between the two. Um, a lot of times with with how I practice, I do see um, a little bit of both when I'm dealing with patients with, with some underlying back issues. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but it's just kind of odd that we're kind of seeing both areas um, acting up on him. If, uh, if, you know, if Colorado wants to stay competitive out West, he's got to stay healthy. And uh, well, fortunate for him, he signed that long-term deal. So he doesn't have to worry about getting paid this offseason if he does end up uh, staying on the shelf for a while. I think he's going to test things uh, this upcoming weekend, and um, hopefully it doesn't land him on the DL for an extended period of time. 
Definitely a key cog in that offense, Drew. Like you said, for Colorado, you like you like you said, he he did get paid, so he's got that big contract. But I mean, early on in the season, it's just one of those things you really don't want to push things too quickly. It's a long year; it's a marathon, not a sprint. So uh, hopefully, the Rockies do do their due diligence with Blackman, and and he's all right. Uh, jumping to another star, uh, Alex Gordon for the Kansas City Royals. It recently came out that he's dealing with a hip labral tear. Uh, that's the femoral acetabular labrum in the hip. Uh, he was placed on the 10-day disabled list, and Abraham Almonte, former Cleveland Indian, uh, was called up from AAA Omaha to take his place on the 25-man roster. Uh, the the thing here with the lab, hip labrum injuries, Drew, as I'm sure you know, is they, they can be a bit tricky uh, when managing them conservatively with physical therapy versus surgical intervention. This is the, the same type injury that Isaiah Thomas dealt with in the NBA, and they tried the conservative intervention and really didn't get them where they wanted to go. Uh, and then he ended up having to have surgery. So in the event that Gordon does have to have surgery, we're looking at a potential three to six month return to play time. Uh, he's one of those guys who the Royals need to be healthy in order to compete. Uh, and it's just a tough blow for Kansas City. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, he, he you want to try to rehab it if he can, just for that potential for return. You know, it's not necessarily a, a complete need for surgery. But, uh, you know, as I, as we say, time will tell with, with this particular injury for him. Moving right along from Alex Gordon, uh, Drew, what can you tell us about Jacoby Ellsbury? Looks like he's been dealing with a little bit of a hip issue. Yeah, we got a couple outfielders coming up. So Jacoby Ellsbury, uh, outfielder for the Yankees, he was originally dealing with an oblique issue during spring training, uh, was rehabbing it, had a little setback. Um, so he irritated uh, that hip. It's close approximation between the oblique and the hip. Uh, he saw a hip specialist earlier this week, had a cortisone injection, helped calm down the irritation. Um, and it looks like he's going to get back on track uh, for a rehab, a potential rehab stint before um, they might send him to AAA just to give him a little rehab, uh, some game action. Because when he comes back, he's probably going to be on the bench, uh, assuming uh, when he does come back healthy, because they've got a pretty deep outfield there. I mean, New York, uh, I mean, they're they're loaded this year, as we've discussed on previous podcasts. They got Stanton now. Uh, you bring Ellsbury back, and uh, they're going to be a threat out there in the East. I know, I know the Red Sox have gotten off to a hot start, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, those, those arch rivals in Boston and New York compete here uh, over the course of 2018. Uh, like you said, Drew, jumping on over here to take a look at another outfielder in Lorenzo Cain. And I'm, I'm going to actually talk about him and Jose Martinez, so I'm going to throw you for the loop here. Uh, they were injured, uh, I believe, on the same play. Uh, you had Lorenzo Kane run into first base uh, against the Cardinals, Jose Martinez, first baseman. Uh, Lorenzo Kane injured the quad, so a quad strain, probably grade one, um, at worst grade two. But since he, he seems to be doing well, I'm, I'm just going to uh, say that it's grade one. Uh, you want to make sure that, He's fully healthy before coming back. Some of these soft soft tissue injuries can linger, and uh, with him being at the at the front of the the start of the lineup and in the center field position, you want to make sure that uh, his wheels are full go. Uh, In regards to Jose Martinez, uh, he basically bruised the Achilles, and I think he's just going to be fine. He uh, he's just taking a a couple days a couple games off, but I don't think he'll land on the DL. That's certainly good news for both of those gentlemen. Obviously, 
Uh, you don't like to see those uh, collisions at first base. So it seems like the best case scenario here for Lorenzo Cain with, like you said, Drew, that grade one quad injury and Jose Mart- Martinez doesn't appear like he's going to be slowed down too much. Uh, we're going to jump over here to Noah Syndergaard for the New York Mets. Uh, they're off to a great start out in the National League East under their new manager, Mickey Calloway. Uh, Noah Syndergaard was dealing with a little bit of a blister that occurred during a start on Monday, April 9th against the Marlins. Um, Syndergaard said after the game that he wasn't too concerned. He went six innings with five strikeouts and one earned run that evening. So uh, the, the the team and Syndergaard don't seem to be too worried. Uh, but as a, as a fan, just a baseball in general, and, and in the case of a Mets fan, you, you certainly look to the likes of Rich Hill and Aaron Sanchez and Johnny Cueto, Johnny Cueto, who have dealt with these blisters previously. Uh, but again, Syndergaard and the Mets don't seem to be too worried, uh, but worth keeping an eye on here over the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk here a little bit yeah, about Kendrys Morales. Say, oh, go ahead, Drew. Real quick, did you mention uh, Aaron Sanchez with that uh, previously who had that uh, blister on his on his finger there? Yeah, he had had a blister previously, and he, along with Rich Hill and Johnny Cueto, all ended up missing some extended time with uh, previous histories of blisters. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we talked about Aaron Sanchez because he was out for last year for uh, a lingering blister. My bad, I zoned out. That's all right. It's one of those things. I mean, it's it's relatively small in nature, but it can have such a huge impact uh, for a pitcher's ability to to grip pitches in the, in the fashion which he would like. So, uh, but mm-hmm. again, Syndergaard not too worried, and uh, we'll keep an eye on this over the next couple of weeks, and and hopefully nothing more comes of it. Um, Jumping here to Kendrys Morales dealing with a hamstring issue for the Blue Jays. This injury rec- uh, occurred as he was running out a single on Monday evening against the Orioles to first base, and he strained his right hamstring. Uh, manager John Gib- Gibbons anticipates a pretty quick return, uh, more than likely a grade one strain, the, the same severity we're dealing with Lorenzo Cain's quad injury, uh, anticipating uh, two to four weeks missed here. He's on the 10-day disabled list, so hopefully they get this thing right and bring him back here uh, as quickly as they can. Jumping over to the National League Central, Anthony Rizzo, uh, a bigger name here, was recently placed on the disabled list with some back tightness. Uh, Drew, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, Anthony, he's he started off the season pretty slow here. He's batting around 100. Um, he, uh, he complained of some back tightness after uh, a trip out to Cincinnati, and he, uh, he, I don't know if you saw, but he blames the beds in Cincinnati. So next time they go out there, he's thinking about staying on the floor. Um, so we'll see what he decides to do, but he was kind of comparing this back pain to the typical back pain that he feels in, in September and October. And you kind of get a little worried when you hear those quotes, uh, because we're so early in the season, but, uh, you know, like we've been talking about with some of these, uh, uh, issues with back spasms and back tightness, you kind of, you know, want to keep your ears perked a little bit to see if there's anything else going on here, but um, I don't think that he'll he'll be out much longer. It sounds like he's already resuming. John Madden was was uh, he he was talking about how he thinks players are taking too many swings throughout the season, and he probably I think he wants Rizzo to probably cut down a little bit just to avoid aggravating the back further. Uh, but uh, I would expect him to be back probably sometime next week. And unless John Madden has come out of retirement uh, from football, I, I believe you were referring to Joe Madden, the manager for the Cubs. You got that right. 
And I, I actually think that it was, I think it was John Madden's birthday, I think, yesterday. Um, so quick little reference there. It was probably a there. slip there. Uh, you got you got it. Uh, JC Ramirez <laughs> for the Angels, another tough blow to their rotation. Uh, was recently found out that he has a an ulnar collateral ligament tear. Uh, that's that ligament on the inner side of the elbow that does require that Tom, Tommy John surgery. So the team has announced after clinical exam, he is going to be out for the season. We'll have that Tommy John surgery. Return to play time is typically 12 to 18 months, as we've discussed in previous podcast episodes. Jamie Barria has been called up um, in his place. And a, um, to start the year, J.C. Ramirez hadn't been pitching all that well. He uh, he made two starts thus far, six and two-thirds innings with seven hits and seven earned runs allowed with a 9.45 ERA. So he just wasn't right here to start the year, and uh, I would anticipate that he's uh, back sometime mid to late next season. So another tough blow for the Angels in their starting rotation. We're going to head back out this way, and we're going to go coast to coast from L.A. back out to Boston and chat a little bit about Xander Bogarts, Drew. Okay, uh, Xander Bogarts, shortstop, Boston, uh, injured his ankle sliding uh, in Tampa Bay. Uh, for a foul ball, got the foot caught on the railing. Um, he was in a walking boot. He was he, now he's out of the walking boot. Um, they did an X-ray, didn't find anything. Uh, they did an MRI. They found that there was a, a small fracture in the talus. The talus is part of the ankle complex, ankle joint. Um, I I kind of expected him to to be maybe in the boot a little bit longer just to kind of play it safe. But it, it sounds like he's doing pretty well. Um, originally when he was hurt, uh, when, when he went down with the injury, the reports of being out for 10 to 14 days, and it, it still looks like he's along that timeline. If, if I was Boston, I would, I would just err on the side of caution since they're doing so well right now. And you've got a nice backup in Brock Holt. Um, you know, he was off to a tremendous start batting 365. Um, you know, if he's doing well, then obviously you let him play, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, it's not one of those soft tissue injuries that you think that might linger. Um, you know, like some of the obliques or the hamstrings or the quads. This is kind of like a one-time deal, I think. Uh, but I think we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, maybe expect maybe another week or so until he, he comes back. I mean, this is one of those things, Drew, like one of those things that you just don't want to rush along and with as good of a start as the Red Sox have gotten off to here to start the year. Just let this thing heal and make sure you get it right because the Red Sox have have the weapons and, and the tools necessary to make a deep run in the postseason and contend for a World Series title. So it's one of those key cogs for the Red Sox that they want to make sure is 100% uh, before bringing him back. And uh, we'll, we'll see how quickly he comes along uh, for Boston. Heading out to Cincinnati, uh, Scott Shebler is dealing with a little bit of an ulnar nerve slash elbow issue. He was hit by a pitch on the elbow on April 1st, a, a pretty poor April Fool's joke for him. Uh, he was diagnosed with a contusion. He missed one week of games, and they just kind of held him out of, of, of playing, and they most recently placed him on the DL, and that DL stint was retroactive to April 6th. Uh, so that means he'll he'd be eligible to come off the DL five days from now as we record this on April 11th. Uh, Zach Weiss was called up from Triple A Louisville. He's a pitcher that I believe they're going to add to his uh, add to their bullpen. Uh, but Shebler's elbow just didn't seem to want to get right, and so they're going to shut him down here for a little bit uh, before ramping him back up and trying to get get him back into things. 
Another guy that was doing well, he, you know, was batting 300 because uh, he's on a fantasy team. That's the reason why I'm so up to date with Scott Shevler. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, Cincinnati's outfield is, is you know, pretty stacked. So they can rotate, you know, in and out with uh, Duvall, Hamilton. Hamilton struggled this year, but it's hard to keep the speed off the base pass with that guy and then, and then uh, Winker. But uh, they like that, I'm assuming, get him back as soon as possible to get some pop in. In that offense yeah definitely a tough blow like you said drew had, had been off to a good start so uh, all the best for him being that it's just a contusion uh, of that elbow uh, i don't anticipate this will take him too long uh he should be back Agreed. contributing for the for the reds uh pretty soon so uh moving on here to kevin kiermeyer drew dealing with a little bit of a foot contusion yeah i got a foul ball off uh off that foot he's actually he actually played tonight and uh he uh he didn't he didn't do so hot but uh he's been off to a a tough start this season uh but it looked like that foot was perfectly fine today he just uh might wear a protector uh for the next uh you know maybe 2 3 weeks if it's if he's comfortable with it yeah he's one of those guys who's just a blast to watch him play the outfield. Some of the balls that he's able to track down playing center field is are just incredible. So uh, good news for him that it was just a contusion and no sort of uh, mm-hmm. of break in that foot for Kiermaier. Uh, Brad Miller for the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, dealing with a groin strain. He injured this as he ran out of the batter's box against the Red Sox on Sunday, uh, pulled that groin, more than likely dealing with a grade one strain as as a bunch of the other soft tissue injuries we have discussed tonight have been uh, placed on the 10 day disabled list, looking at potential two to four week return to play time. Uh, And with these groin injuries drew, as you know, in the hamstrings and the calf strains and the quad strains, it's just one of those injuries that you need to make sure you get it right the first time around because they do have a tendency to recur. So again, we're beating a dead horse, but it's early in the season. So all these guys, the, the team should take precaution and just, Make sure everything's right because it's a long haul over the course of the full season. So best best wishes out here to uh, Brad Miller as he's recouping from that groin strain. Dealing with another strain injury, a strain to his oblique is Christian Yelich. Uh, and Drew's got a little information for us on Yelich. So, yeah, we uh, we go out to the NL Central for Christian Yelich, um, the outfielder for the Brewers. Injured the oblique, off to a great start, batting 385. Um, He's going to want to get back to this as soon as possible so that the Brewers stay in contention uh, in that NL Central. Um, He's going to test it on Friday. The earliest he could come back is Sunday. Uh, But we've been reiterating that, um, you know, you want to take your time and and, and get these strains rehabbed right because especially the the obliques, they can can linger uh, with all that repetitive twisting with batting and throwing and – as you can kind of equivalent this injury if, if we're looking at uh you know a wide receiver running back in regards to a hamstring strain um those are muscle groups that are key for optimal performance um but uh you know maybe another week or so before he comes back yeah i mean definitely uh an important muscle group for for a baseball player like you said yellow off to a hot start here uh figures to play a key factor here for the Brewers as they contend in the NL Central. Flipping gears here to the AL Central and a player from my favorite team, Lonnie Chisenhall, dealing with a calf injury for the Cleveland Indians. Uh, this injury occurred in a one nothing loss on Saturday to the Royals. Uh, 
He dealt with a calf strain, a grade two calf strain last season and missed seven weeks on the disabled list. Uh, the team anticipates that he'll miss six weeks this season with this injury. Again, a soft tissue injury here that has recurred, unfortunately, for Chisholm Hall. Uh, and he hasn't really been able to stay healthy since this started bothering him last season. So a six-week return-to-play timetable that has been provided by the team is most likely indicates that this is a grade two type injury, which involves partial tearing of the muscle. Again, Chisholm Hall's dealt with this calf issue in the past, so uh, it may take him a little longer uh, to rehab than an individual who has a first-time injury. One final injury that we're going to toss in here at the end, unless Drew has anything else to add, is uh, Travis Darneau uh, for the Mets recently came out today, unfortunately, that he's got a partial UCL tear on the inner side of his elbow. He was placed on the disabled list, and the team is currently weighing options for treatment or whether or not they're going to go the Tommy John surgery route or manage things conservatively. Uh, in the meantime, Thomas Nito was called up uh, to fill it Fill in, his, fill in during his absence, uh, a tough blow here for the Mets early on. Uh, Drew, I'm going to toss things over to you. If you've got any other injuries you want to hit on real quick, you certainly can. If not, then we can wrap things up for Episode 4 of the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast. I do have one more breaking news. Brandon McCarthy, pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, injured his left shoulder while covering, a, uh, covering first base on a grounder against the Nationals tonight. Partial dislocation. Athletic trainer came out and uh, reduced the shoulder. Um, so he was, uh, let's see here. He immediately grabbed the shoulder. Trainer came out. Uh, bottom of the fifth inning. So he could have gotten that quality start. I don't know what the score is. But uh, you hate to see that for that pitcher. But fortunately, it was the non-throwing shoulder. So, um, you know, maybe expect to miss a start or two, right? Yeah, I mean that that would be reasonable. Uh, like, as as you know, Drew, with the with the shoulder dislocations, you're, there's always concern for potential labral injury or uh, injury to the, the glenoid rim or the humeral head. So uh, the team will most likely do their due diligence to make sure he's all square there. Uh, but again, hopefully uh, he can come back soon. That's all I got. And just also, yeah, just uh, I I just saw on Twitter also coming across the wire. Apparently, following the shoulder dislocation, his his wife had some uh, some fighting words that she put out on Twitter. Uh, she tweeted out immediately after the injury. She says, "This is Amanda McCarthy. Whoa, so much happened. Dislocated your shoulder, made the out, popped it back in, then just walked around like normal. But you still can't do the dishes. Seems fishy." That's pretty well. You know what, Brandon? Uh, not sure if you know this, but he does have a hit history of uh dislocated uh left shoulders he injured it last year uh with the dodgers when he was doing some uh, kettlebell exercises so he's got some instability in that shoulder yeah so i mean if you have one dislocation you're certainly going to be at risk for uh further dislocations if you're not taking taking care of that shoulder so uh i mean it remains to be seen whether or not Miss Amanda McCarthy uh, has a, has a legitimate beef here with uh, Brandon McCarthy, but uh, we'll let them settle that. Uh, with that, here, Drew, uh, we're going to wrap up episode four of the Fancy Doctors Major League Baseball podcast. We appreciate all of you guys tuning in whenever and wherever you are listening. Um, you can follow us all on Twitter, the Fantasy Doctors at the Fantasy DRS, myself at DL Bowers twelve, and Drew at Drew Ingles. Uh, with that, we are going to try and get this show up and running on a bi-weekly basis. Uh, so be looking for another episode here in about two weeks. 
Again, thanks for tuning in. For Drew Ingles, I am Brandon Bowers, and this is the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.